Hey LifeHouse family, Renee here. Today in our Bible reading challenge, we're looking at Psalm 27. This was written by David and let's dig in. Verse one, the Lord is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the stronghold of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? This begs the question, in what or in whom do we find safety? Safety is the word of the hour. Everybody's looking for safety. And David proclaims, the Lord is my stronghold of my life, not just for the moment of my life. Of whom shall I be afraid? You know, I'm reminded of a teaching the Lord gave me in his word when Jesus had told the disciples in his final moments before going to the cross, listen guys, if you don't have a sword, get a sword. And he said it emphatically. He said, even if you have to sell your cloak, get a sword. And then later in the garden, when Jesus was arrested, Peter used the very sword that Jesus said to have. And then Jesus reprimanded him. And he said, put the sword away, Simon. He used his birth name, you know, not the God-given name, Peter. And he said, put that sword away. And so I remember asking the Lord, well, which is it? Have a sword or don't have a sword? Or at least don't use the sword that you emphatically said he should have. But Jesus said in that moment, do you not know that I could call on my father and 12 legions of angels would be at my disposal, except that this is the plan of God, that I be arrested and go to the cross and so what the Lord is showing me is that sword that Jesus told Peter and the disciples to have, in fact, they had two, was for the time that they would be holed up in a little room in fear after Jesus died and departed from the earth. It was only for a couple of days he came back to life, but still they were without their savior. And those swords, while they were frightened and behind locked doors, would be a source of comfort to them. And that's why we don't have to, you know, rely on some man-made source for this ultimate confidence of our safety. Because Jesus said the Father in an instant could put 12, 72,000 angels, maybe as little as 60,000, but still, tens of thousands of angels just calling upon the name of God. And when I think about that truth that Jesus spoke, and as, as a co-heir with Christ, if Jesus has access to the armies of heaven because he cries out to God the Father, help, except he didn't because the plan of God had to go forth. But if that's the reality, and Jesus says it is, then I ask myself the same question. Who shall I fear? Or as David wrote again, like, when evil men advance against me to devour my flesh, when my enemies and my foes attack me, they will stumble and fall. Though an army besiege me, my heart will not fear. Though war break out against me, even then I will be confident. And this is where we get our confidence. We want a God confidence, not a confidence in ourselves, not a confidence in our alarm system, not a confidence in our personal security. Are you one of those kind of people where you have guards on your property? I don't know. But that's not wherein our confidence lies. Our confidence is in God. 
because he is the stronghold of our life. You know, we always talk about strongholds as being something that need to be broken off, and oftentimes they are, and God has power to deliver us from strongholds to sin to uh, demonic entities that have ruling, you know, power in our lives, and God breaks us free from that when we ask him breaking of any stronghold that has its, its hold on me. But in this case, God is the stronghold, the safe place. He keeps us. And this is so important in verse 4. David said, one thing I ask of the Lord, this is what I seek. Let's talk about focus. This is the year 2020. We understand 2020 to be perfect vision. So let's talk about our focus. And let's say as David, I seek that I may dwell in the house of the Lord all the days of my life and gaze upon the beauty of the Lord and to seek him in his temple. You want some 2020 focus? I do. Let us gaze upon the beauty of the Lord. Again, in the same uh, psalm, David says to seek his face. You know what that means? It means to have a relationship with God. Think about when you sit down with a friend and you share um, a cup of coffee together and you're just talking and sharing the details of life with one another. Do you stare at each other's knees? No. We stare at the face and we relate and we smile and we laugh. We, we use our eyes to show expression. We're totally engaged in the conversation. And, and that's what David is saying is, is an open invitation to all who are seeking God that we can gaze upon his face, that we could come to the one who intimately knows us and to be known by him, which we are, but to come into a greater reality that we're so perfectly known by him. And I love how David said uh, in verse 5, For in the days of trouble, God will keep me safe in his dwelling. It reminds me of Psalm 91.1. It says, He who dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Rest. And that doesn't mean you're lazy or you take your hands off of things, but it just means you have this security. You have this confidence that if you are hiding yourself in God, what can man do to you? Absolutely nothing. Because God is your defender. And so in the days of trouble, David says, God will hide me in the shelter of his tabernacle. And he goes on to talk about how in the tabernacle he will sacrifice with shouts of joy. I will sing and make music to the Lord. I wrote here uh, a note in my Bible. I said, that's exuberant praise exuberant praise. Have you ever danced in the midst of being sought out to be destroyed as David is talking about these enemies that besiege him? Have you ever danced? Have you ever praised in the midst of that? It is so powerful. It is so powerful. It exalts God. It glorifies God. You know, the one we worship is the one we become like. I'm going to say it again. The one we worship is the one we become like. So we give exuberant praise. Even if you're going through the firest, that's not a word, the most fiery trial of your life, give exuberant praise. Teach me your way, O oh Lord, he wrote in verse 11. Oh, this is so important. Back it up, verse 10. Though my father and my mother forsake me, the Lord will receive me. This is so important for our culture. We have a fatherless culture, a huge percentage of children 
that are not with their fathers. And I don't say that in a condemning way. I just say it as a realistic, um, the, the data is there to show us that we have a, a, a pandemic of a different kind of crisis going on in our nation with the, uh, the, the family and the breakdown of the family. And when there is rejection, abandonment, abuse, um, you let that drive you and me to God the Father. Because He declares Himself to be, in this Bible, the Father to the fatherless. And that's where this confidence rises up that we need. Not a confidence in man. See, any time that we face rejection, and all of us have, on some level, from those that should have stuck to us the most closely. And when we have rejection, um, abandonment, um, abuse, if we try to transfer that which should have been given to us by, by the one that should have loved us the best, but they couldn't for whatever their, their faults and their hangups and, and their own brokenness, and we try to transfer that to somebody else who can fill in that gap in our lives, guess what? We're setting us, ourselves up for great disappointment because it's supposed to lead us to the heart of God. He is the one constant that will not fail you nor me. Amen? Oh, that's such a good word. And it concludes right here. I am still confident of this. Verse 13. I will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. This word, confident, it comes from the same word. Well, the word amen comes from that word. When we say amen, we're saying, so be it. I believe God. That's what you mean every time you say amen. It's you saying, I take my life and I center it on this truth. I believe it. It's going to happen. Amen. And I will see the goodness of the Lord. Let's just prophesy into the future, the remaining months of 2020, 2021, and the scope of the decade. I will see the goodness of the Lord. Let's say it with our amen confidence. Let's prophesy into the tomorrow that we hope for in the land of the living. Wait for the Lord. Be strong and take heart and wait for the Lord. I want to give you an Isaiah promise on that waiting. And I'll conclude here. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. God, we speak amen right now to all your promises. We are confident of this. We will see the goodness of the Lord in the land of the living. And so we take heart in that you are God. You are the defender. God, we give you an exuberant praise and response to who you are and what you do. You are deserving of our best worship. We open our mouths and we declare your name. In Jesus' name, amen. Be blessed.